0: Welcome to The Joy of Writing. I'm your host, Mark Carew. In this series, I will be talking to authors about the fun, the satisfaction, the joy they get from writing novels. It's a pleasure to talk with Eleanor Anstruther again, author of A Perfect Explanation. I asked Eleanor how the publication of her debut novel had affected her life.
1: Well, I mean, it completely changed my life. I was uh, working on it from sort of inception to Publication Day for 15 years. So for all of that time, I was just focused on publication, a bit like for any woman out there who's had a baby, that you'll know that all you're focused on is the birth. You don't really think about the other bit. Um, And so when the other bit came, so Publication Day came, you know, amazing or the news of publication came amazing. And then there's life after that, where you just have to kind of get your head around it, really. And it has been absolutely life-changing for me. Um, incredibly exciting. i mm. learned a huge amount. As I I didn't really think about uh, what, what life was going to be like. So it was all a bit of a shock, really, to find, um, and I, it's a cliche, but it really was a dream come true to have that book come out. Yeah. Um, and it's a real roller rollercoaster. Um, I really just want to say now, in this era of COVID-19, I really, my heart goes out to any debut authors out there who yeah. have had, you know, this was their moment, and it's been, that at least that party has been taken away. And, uh, and I really feel for them, because that was a real, for me, it was almost, it, I've been married twice, but it was better than any wedding. <laughs> it was better right. than any birth, better than a wedding. It really was, it, because it was all mine, you know, it was amazing. It was a huge thing for me. It wasn't just writing a novel and getting it published. It was it was a book about my family. Yeah. Um it was it was the realization of a of a a, a real focused dream. Uh, I always knew I was a writer, but I didn't have any evidence, you know how it yeah. is. I know
0: what you mean.
1: Yeah. Um and um and yeah, and then it's a roller coaster as you know afterwards, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you're out there in public eye. Um and you're promoting your baby out there. Um yes. I mean, with any,
0: any any new parent, you know, baby comes along and you go, brilliant, this is fantastic. And then you have another look and you go, OK, what now?
1: Right, what now? And I think that was the first real lesson was that to begin with, for those first, certainly the first month and probably the first three months, I did a lot of publicity. I had some, I, luckily, you know, I got some great reviews. I did lots of interviews, lots and lots of out there. And then it tails off. Yes, and I'm sure you found this as well that you suddenly it's like oh it's over, now what? And then yeah, you well, to... Next I
0: time. mean it, you know in the PR marketing world it's called the splash, yeah, and then the ripples of the splash they they do uh, they do fade away.
1: Yeah, and I hadn't prepared for that. Yeah, and I think that was a bit again it was a bit like oh okay, right oh. then and I had started. In the, in the period before um, Sol bought Perfect Explanation I'd written another book because I yep. was convinced no one was going to buy it uh-huh. so I already had my second novel in a pretty good state anyway yes. um, which, was, which was nice uh, because I could start thinking about a uh, career and I think we talked about this earlier There's a, you, for me anyway I went just through got a book, want to publish it um, totally focusing on that so I was very much debut focused And in the aftermath, I started uh, to be career focused. Yes. And that was quite different. And I think uh, my advice to anyone is about around that, that you start to think, okay, let's think long term here.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, let's, let's, let's get a five year plan. And also to not because it helps you to not move the goalposts of success. Um, Because I think once you are published, immediately I I started to compare myself to all the writers out there who I admire, and I had to remind myself that they've been in this uh, industry for you know 20 years, and and this is my year one. Yes. So it helped me to start thinking about a sort of give give myself a five-year plan and a 10-year plan, and what do I want to achieve by you know year seven and so on, and that kind of helped my head really just to calm down and know that it was all fine. <laughs> Cause it's a yeah, bit, I mean, it's a you know,
0: the, the journey of a thousand steps begins with the, the first step, but you, yeah. you don't want to be left with just the, the one book. You know you have more in you, so your yeah. your thoughts turn to, right, book two.
1: Book two, and I think that's Three. for most of us. I mean, it's very, very rare that I've met a, an author who just had one book, they wanted to get it out, and that was that. Yeah. I think for most of us, there's there are other books coming up behind, and they are... Well, I'm in literary fiction, so in my world, they're often quite different, the second and third and fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rather than being in crime or any kind of much more sort of recognised, clearly boundary genre where you might... I didn't, you know, I I just had a one-book deal with Sol, so I was pretty free to write whatever I wanted
0: Mm. next. Uh, Yeah. And what did you enjoy the most, sort of, with the publicity and the promotion um, supporting the book?
1: Uh, Well, I loved interviews. I mean, nervous, you know. (laughs) I always get nerves uh, with anything. But I think, I've I've talked to lots of people about that and they say, you know, nerves is a good thing. It means that you're taking it seriously and you care and all the rest of it. So, But always, once I was up and running, absolutely loved it. I mean, the most terrifying, without any doubt, was Women's Hour. (laughs) I just, I've never been so frightened in all my life. Um, That was was terrifying, listening to this podcast I just want to say thank you because she really uh, she was you know obviously professional could handle very very nervous she was great but I mean it was I think we had 11 minutes uh, a bit longer than normal because someone had pulled out and it was just you know I've never been so frightened in all my life before walking in and once I sat down it was absolutely fine I did TV I did um, Sky Sunrise and a few other London Live and bits like that they were really fun again once I got going um loved my launch party absolute crack (laughs) right um loved i've loved all the promotion actually and i think that's something again you don't um know until you get there whether you're going to like that side of the business do you i mean the writing bit we obviously love that's why we do it but then there's another whole side which is the opposite which is out there Mm. and um and i've loved it i want to do more get a real thrill from it and so amazing to meet people who have read your book who you don't know.
0: I know. I mean, it's and they've all got a they've all got a different take on it. Um, did you get any really interesting or strange questions about your book?
1: Um, I don't think so. I get the same. Generally, people want to know the same things. Mm. Um, I'll talk about another time, but. Um, there's a specific something that happens at the end, and there's, a, there's something that people always want to know, which, it, which it, I didn't fill in, which is always interesting to be asked. I don't know whether I should say now or not. Um, no. I won't. <laughs> um, and they, because it's a family story, um, they want to know more about the background of everybody. Yes. Um, I think what I've been surprised by has been the compassion and the kindness around it, because mm. it is a story of a wealthy family behaving badly. Yeah. And, um, you know, but what I really tried to focus on in that book was that these were people. You know, that was what moved them, regardless of the wealth, the privilege behind them. Um, So there's been enormous kindness and enormous... I mean, lots of interest. I guess I didn't really... I didn't know how it was going to be received, but um, it's been really loved.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: That's really great to hear. I mean, it can be difficult... um, uh, putting your book out and then sort of standing by it. I know that some authors, um, they they not sort of run away from it a little bit. And yeah. they go, well, I wrote this, and now you take it on, you know, that, as it appears to you, and don't interrogate me, I'm the messenger sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and I can see, I mean, I didn't have that temptation, but I can see how that temptation could <laughs> exist, because... You know, it's a bit like. Look, I've done the work. Here it is.
0: Yeah, I have something
1: right. I want to say. It's a bit That's like true. I always think when I go into galleries. I often don't read the blurb that goes with the the piece of work because right. I think, well, the office has done the piece of work. I don't need an explanation beside it. Yeah. I, you know, um, so on the one hand, there's that, and also um, because again, I, you know, it's a family story, and it was something that my whole family had to come to terms with. Right.
0: Um,
1: it's it's a delicate. It's always been a delicate thing to talk about. But actually, I think my feeling was once you've, you've you stuck your head above the parapet, you may as well take the shots. And often yeah. they weren't yeah. bullets, they were flowers. So it was all right, really. All yeah. that work, I mean, again, I think, you know, 15 years of work, I didn't want it to be over in three months. I, I'll happily keep talking about it. Because yeah. it keeps it alive. You know, and that's the beauty of books. You know, I
0: mean, it's a very rich book, so, I mean, it's got you know, it's got many, many legs.
1: Yeah, it has a lot of facets to it. It's a complex story. There's lots and lots of different ways to take it and talk about it. Um, And it's got, there's a lot more to it. Um, But I think, you know, again, one of the main things that always comes back when somebody reads it is they often want to talk talk to me about their family story and the stuff that's in their cupboard and all the rest of it. And I hope it gives license you know to anybody to, to have a look and uncover and 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 you know, dig up the bodies um, because the main thrust of the book is is that by doing that you know you can really lay something to rest um um so it was very it was as cathartic um, as it was a, a learning curve in how to write a novel i mean i think for all right. of us when it's your first book that's your how to book isn't it really you make all the mistakes
0: oh absolutely I
1: mean, not really yeah. making mistakes you know what i mean yeah, it yeah. was um,
0: that's your yardstick.
1: It's your yardstick, exactly, Just is why it took so long. I very much hope that the next few won't take 15 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sh- shorter than some. But <laughs> um, I think uh, what was interesting, we'll talk about this another time, is, um, you know, you'll be able to give some advice to anyone with an interesting family history yeah. um, interested in writing a memoir. Um, but I wanted to go back to this, this whole thing of change of life so w- with the publication of this you mm-hmm. get to um, well you finally reach your destination which obviously is a fork in the road or a massive crossroads or something mm-hmm. um, how, how did you use this to your benefit did you leave stuff behind you and then, then go on unencumbered or how did it work?
1: Well I think one of the main gifts of it was a matter of confidence and not just as a writer but as a human being really right because I think whatever whatever form whatever medium we choose to express ourselves in whether it's business or painting or poetry or dance or whatever it is anyone will tell you that it's about knowing who you are really yeah. That's- i think i just read the other day i'm reading rebecca Solnit at the moment and she was quoting somebody else who said nothing can be written um without the cosmos behind you i think that's what it is it, and basically she's saying you've got to know who you are before you can really write or do anything that's going to really um ha- have staying power and have and have a kind of worth that will then continue to affect you yes and so writing this book um writing a perfect explanation it gave me a confidence. I'd always had a feeling that that's who I was but I didn't have proof and it kind of it rooted me somewhere in it mm-hmm. which meant that that's why it rippled out and affected every single part of my life Right um, Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I, I can see that the, you know, I mean, write, you write to discover all sorts of things including who you are and once you've done that then you're able to add something meaningful and lasting to the whole business of, of fiction and novels which helps to make sense of life for other people
1: yeah, I and mean, you've got a platform on not... which to stand on, which you can, right. you know, actively defend, and I and I and I mean that in the sense that, you know, I can I can now speak with much more confidence uh, yeah. about my opinions, and I might change those opinions in a flash, but it doesn't matter because I know the platform I'm standing on is somewhere where I have really had a good investigation, and I and I yeah. um, you know, it's just it, it's just really confidence. It, it that, that that's what it gave me.
0: Yes, no, I, I can. I can understand that you've you've earned that platform. You've built it yourself, and you've
1: exactly. And nobody can take it away. I mean, right, an incredible <laughs> thing. No right. one can not from either you or I or anyone. When you've yeah. done that thing, there it is. You know, and that's just what a gift. Amazing.
0: Yes, that's that's a nice way to think about it. Um, so, what are you writing now?
1: Well. Um, very hard to talk about because it is very very early stages. Yeah. Um, but um, no, you, don't, you
0: don't want to drink anything.
1: It's a piece of work. I'm hesitating because I'm not quite sure what it is at the okay. moment. I'm looking at I'm looking at memoir, I'm looking at autofiction, I'm looking at fiction, literary fiction, and all those. About you know they're very very blurred lines in in the world of literary fiction. Yes. I read this year um, the wonderful On Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous ocean vang i don't know if you've read that absolutely stunning and that's various people have called it a memoir a novel um auto fiction and so on and he remains somewhat mute about it and i think that's the right thing to do because it reads novel but it clearly um is taken from life his life um, and then it's slightly blurred as to how much is fact and how much is fiction. But that, that, that doesn't right. necessarily play a part in the book. And what I'm doing, um, I ran a commune here at the farm a very long time ago. Okay. And we did all kinds of things, including building a stone circle by hand. Yes. And it, that whole episode in my life um, has come back to me so often. Well, I still live here and the stone circle is still up in the field. And I have people come all the time and mm. ask me about it. And so I've thought about that for a very long time and how that, where that might land somehow. And it's beginning to land in a piece of work that I get up at half past four every morning and I do two hours work. Um, And because I'm not quite sure what it is and what form it's going to take and how it's going to unfold, my only job is to turn up every day. Yeah. So I just turn up every day for two hours as the sun's rising.
0: That's right. And
1: I write. And it is emerging. This story is emerging. It's looping around back and forth. And I suppose it's part memoir. It's part essay. It's um, part um, the non-fiction novel. I don't know what form that material wants to show its face to the world in or as. Yeah. So I'm just turning up and letting it come out. Now, obviously what's happened today as we record this is the UK is in national lockdown day one and and it's impossible I'm finding to write anything without that entering into the narrative because um you know I mean it's a life-changing event it is it's a -a
0: once-in-a-lifetime
1: thing for most people so it's the piece I'm working on is changing shape all the time yeah um but it's making sense. Um, and it's kind of looping around, particularly because I ran a commune here and we're all now having a look at our needs and what's important and community and networks and so on. So, um, yeah, it's just emerging slowly and I'm not quite sure what it is, but I know it's been coming for a long time. Yeah.
0: You would also recognise that you've, you obviously had that feeling before as you've been writing that's just the way it works, you know you're getting somewhere you're you're travelling through the the fog or whatever other metaphor you want to to know and you know eventually you'll discover exactly what it is you want to say
1: exactly, and I think was Smith describes it as a bear hunt
0: Right. (laughs) you go out on a bear
1: hunt, you don't know if you're going to come back you don't know if you come back whether you're going to bring anything And if you do bring something, you don't know what it's going to be, really. Maybe it'll kill you. And that's how I always feel. It's like, okay, this thing, it wants to come out. It wants me to, you know, turn up. and, And actually, because I'm writing at dawn at the moment, and because I don't really know what this thing is that I'm writing, I've really had the strong sensation of somebody who's sitting in a hide, you know, and you're watching to see if you sit very quietly what emerges out of the forest Yeah, and it has been that at the moment that's my experience of it I just and sometimes I'll get up and I'll sit there for a, half an hour and just sit there waiting and waiting and waiting and then it'll, and it's such a magical process I've written a novel in between my first one and the one I'm writing now and that was quite different and I think something about the form of what I'm writing now requires a very different, a different kind of turning up Whereas the one I was writing in between, it's on, I can't talk about that at all because it's on submission,
0: yeah. um,
1: it's, it's a straight fiction Right. and it required a very different uh, technique to write. Sure. Um, I mean, this... I guess the thing
0: is, you know, as you've been writing, you've changed, uh, the world yeah. is changing all around us, everything is changing and yeah. you just have to be alive to it and know when to stop and wait and look and listen and and also then to try and try and make something from it. It's absolutely fascinating and one of the best descriptions I've heard of um, how, how people write. Thank you, Eleanor, so much. I will be talking again with Eleanor Anstruther about giving advice on how to write and discussing a book that was of great importance to her.